Hello, beautiful people everywhere. Thank you for joining us on Dermaglow Skincare HQ. My name is Eric Christensen, and I am joined today by Diana Demmel, a member of the Six Figure Esthetician Facebook group and owner of Essential Aesthetics in Washington. She's going to tell us today how she's approaching seven figures in her aesthetic practice. I have spent the last 20 years working alongside some amazing entrepreneurs and helping to launch and build out several businesses in that time. I have been involved with early stage internet companies in the e-commerce and information security space dating back to 1999 and developed a deep knowledge and passion for digital marketing along the way. Over the last 10 years, I've had the privilege to call Brian Jonk a personal friend. And I've had a front row seat watching and learning from this amazing entrepreneur as he managed and grew several businesses in the skincare and beauty industry. Brian is a pioneer in the aesthetic field and a 30-year entrepreneur building out companies in this industry. Brian and I have come together to produce this podcast, which is dedicated to helping estheticians, skincare, and medical professionals stay informed as well as provide a platform for our audience to share best practices and experiences. We truly hope to have all of you participate with feedback, special requests for content, and develop this platform as a place where you can spend time learning, sharing, and growing your business to its fullest potential. We have some terrific guests lined up to join us over the coming weeks and months, and we hope you stop by frequently to listen and participate. All devices and treatments are not created or administered equally. The number one thing we hope for you is that you find our show entertaining, informative, and helpful as you grow your business and serve your clients at the highest level. Welcome to Dermaglow Skincare HQ. Hey everybody, so glad you're here. I am joined today by Diana Demmel up in Bonnie Lake, Washington. And so we're going to have a little time today with Diana where she's going to just take us through some of her journey um, in the aesthetics business. And, you know, I think she's had a couple of entrepreneurial experiences along the way. So Diana, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, this is really one of our first interviews in the Six Figure Esthetician. And of course, being that we are the Six Figure Esthetician group, I'm really focused on helping as many folks that want to hit six figures get there in their business, you know, via digital marketing strategies, you know, digital marketing setups, and ultimately just the ambition level that everybody might have. They're all different, um, you know, to possibly even get to seven figures. And I think uh, your story is really wonderful because you're approaching that that landmark. So, um, you know, it'd be great if you just kind of took us back a little bit um, and told us about how you began on your entrepreneurial journey and, uh, you know, time, time frames would be great. Okay. Um, I started school um, back in 2013, um, aesthetics school. My husband called it my midlife crisis career change. Hmm. Um, I was um, uh, almost 50 years old when I started school. So um, much older than most of the students. Right. But you've also probably got some experience at that point in business, doing other things. And so making the leap into business uh, at that point for yourself was probably, you had some confidence with that. <laughs> Absolutely. And the driving factor for me um, in starting my own business straight out of school was that I felt that I was a little too old and long in the tooth to start out the bottom working for someone else. Um, I didn't have the time. Uh, I didn't feel like I had that time to work my way up. 
Right, right. Well, you know, along the way, you got that confidence from somewhere. So what was it that you were working on or what business were you working on prior to the aesthetics business? Um, just prior to the aesthetics business, I was, um, I've done a lot of them old. I've done a lot of things in my life. Um, I had my own daycare at one point. I was a dental assistant. I taught special ed um, for a large school district. Um, my last job prior to aesthetic school was I was a private caregiver. I've been, I was a private caregiver for over 30 years working with uh, physically and developmentally disabled people. Wow, what, a, what an awesome story and uh, commitment to, you know, people's well-being. And that sort of tells me a little bit about how maybe you landed in the aesthetics field with, you know, the beauty and, you know, wellness factor. You're, you're, you're committed to helping people feel beautiful and good about themselves, it sounds like. Yes, that's um, one of our, our missions is um, just um, educating our clients and helping them um, to improve the health and the well, you know, health and the appearance of their skin. Absolutely. Fantastic. So 2013, that's when you began school. Um, how long was the, was the, the, the coursework? The coursework um, for me, because I put in as, um, as many hours as I could, I actually graduated early. So I was only there, I believe a little over six months total. Okay. So in 2013, you went and you did all the coursework, you got licensed, and then you immediately went and you started your practice. I did. The day that I graduated, I graduated in the morning. By that afternoon, I was in Olympia taking one of my state board tests. Wow. Um, and I opened my own business a month later. That's fantastic. And where did you open the business? I started out in a very small room inside of a salon. And was that in a in a pretty big business center, a town, or where, what kind of a population were you serving? That was in Puyallup. We op I opened up from my first business in Puyallup, Washington. Puyallup's a pretty big town, pretty big city, and there are three or four spas on every corner. So a lot of competition. Right, right. How did you differentiate yourself? How did you attract your first clients? Uh, I discounted. And looking back, I wish I hadn't done that. Right, right. So when you say discounting, were you like couponing, like doing the Groupon thing or those kind of efforts? Yes, yeah. I did Groupon and then continued to offer Groupon pricing. I worked uh, 12 to 14 hour days. I took no breaks. Right. Well, that's hard, you know, and I totally understand and appreciate the, you know, willingness to go commit to your business and understanding that cash flow is really important, right? So for any business owner, I mean, you know, cash flow and profits, those are the two things we're chasing. And, um, you know, ultimately you need to, you know, be busy. And that's the perceived thing that most everybody is challenged with is thinking that you need to be busy all the time to achieve those financial goals. And that's not always the case. That's very true. How did you, how did you learn that lesson? And where was that magical moment where you said, you know what, I'm busting my butt and uh, I really don't need to. What, what was sort of that aha moment where you went, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it a little differently. The aha moment for me was when I was completely booked from opening till closing. And I said, you know, people are um, going to come back to me regardless um, for the quality, the, the service. Yep. And, um, when I began to build relationships, for me, um, I finally got it through my head that it was about 
wasn't about chasing the money. It was about building honest, sincere relationships with people. If you are able to build honest, sincere relationships with people, the money will follow. Isn't that the truth? That is just so, so truthful right there. And, you know, in business, we're all challenged with, in the beginning, not having those relationships and trying to figure out where they're going to come from. And otherwise, how do you tell everybody that you're even available? What was, you know, so the Groupon strategy worked. You got people coming in to get to know you. And at some point, you know, how long did it take? Was that a year, six months, two years? When did you go, I'm so busy, I need to take my prices up? Not even a year, Eric, truly. It was amazing. Within nine months, and even before that nine-month mark, I had grown so I had outgrown my little space. And um, the motivating factor for me to move and expand and to, to grow into myself, grow into where I, where I needed to be, was I was burglarized. And so I did, no longer felt comfortable at the salon I was at. Ah, that's a true violation in every way. Absolutely. All the things you work hard to earn and protect and uh, somebody comes in and, well, yeah, it's, that's awful. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so you, you got through that, and that was a, sort of the motivator, the impetus for moving into a more secure space, a bigger space, a shared space still, or was it now your space? It was basically my space. So I moved right across the street, up three and a half flights of stairs, no elevator, into a, uh, a two-treatment room space inside of a building with other businesses. Um, but that the burglary was the motive was that motivating factor. I knew I needed to move long before that, and I just wasn't motivated to do so. Once I made that move, my business exploded, and I needed to start hiring. Right, right. So did you have maybe a relationship with the school where you attended to help sort of nurture some of those uh, relationships of new hires? Yes. The, my aesthetics instructor was still instructing there at that time, and she would uh, make recommendations um, to me for, for students um, that she thought were, were highly skilled. Right, right. So how many, how many people did you have in your staff at the end of year one? So at the end of my first year, there were three of us. And everybody's fully booked. And are you still group hunting at that point or just leveraging the relationships that came from that? We were still group hunting at that point. Okay. At what point then in year two did you realize that something needed to change, that you need, need to discount your services? Where, where did that happen? That happened, um, I believe, midway through year two in business. So are we into 2014 now, like halfway through 2014 or 2015? We're in 20, about 2015 now. So 2015 is really year two. And that's where you recognize prices needed to be adjusted. You've got some clientele that's predictable and reliable. And they come to see you on a regular basis. A couple other ladies helping you. And um, so now that's feeling good. You're in a, you know, you've got that first pillar sort of built. And you're thinking about the next pillar. What? Take me through that. So the next one was we outgrew our space again. So we ended up leasing a space on, we're up on the third floor. So we ended up leasing another space down on the second floor, which gave us a few additional rooms. Great. So you hired a couple of people. 
That's awesome. Was it, you know, where along the way did you sort of decide that you needed to think about, you know, expanding your strategy for attracting clients and what did that look like? So that came from um, asking clients, uh, follow, follow up with clients, you know, after their service, reaching out to them, you know, a day or two later and asking them to give us feedback on our services and what they would like, um, where they saw we needed to improve, where they thought we were doing well. How did you and, do that? Um, asking if they would re recommend us. Was that like in an email or did you use some other like survey thing or what, how did you do that? Um, calls and texting. Calls and texting. So you had the personal information and you were just comfortable reaching out in that mode. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So did you feel at that point like a website was going to be helpful or thinking about, you know, engaging in social media? Where did you see the next step in your evolution of the business? Right. Yes. That was uh, one of the mistakes I made when I began business. I had no website, no social media, no networking at all. So getting clients was tough. So I finally um, got it together, developed a website, um, started engaging in social media. Um, so that's so that we're, we're, we're in 2015. I'm sorry. We're like in 2015 now where you're recognizing I need to put some things in place. Correct. So at the end of, well, take us through 2015. You've already, you know, got these four or five rooms, it sounds like, in this building that are, you know, fully utilized. You're busy. Things are going well. And you're now thinking about expanding again. Yes. So I held off on that for a while. Um, I was a little scared to make that investment financially. Kind of wanted to hang on to the money that I had. Because once I started hiring and became an employer, um, obviously my um, my taxes and all that kind of things those kind of changed. So I just wanted to kind of you know be cautious to see what was I looking to, for paying out. Yeah, so. yeah well, that's important. You want to do everything in a measured way. So at this point, it sounds like you're probably a, a six-figure esthetician by that point with four or five rooms fully booked all the time. Yes. Great. And does that mean, can I ask you a little bit personally about how your revenues grew over the, this period of time? So revenue grew by increasing our prices, um, uh, just making smarter business decisions, smart, smarter purchasing decisions, uh, be it products or supplies, um, cut, um, cut out things that we truly didn't need, started getting rid of um, disposable items and getting items that can that could be reused legally right so, so which services are you focused on at this point we are known for brazilians brazilians are our bread and butter we do a million and one other things but brazilians are what we are most known for great so when you think about bringing somebody into the spa and they're you know primarily there for the brazilian waxing are there other treatment options that you give them or move them through so where you're, you're, you've got a captive audience now. You've got somebody in the spa. How do you keep them there longer to, you know, take more services? Well, first we begin by obviously recommending um, post-treatment products for their Brazilian. Um, so when they run out of those, they're going to come back and get them because they're very effective. And while we have them on the table for the Brazilian, um, we're also able um, to talk about other things that they might be interested in. Um, I have a good look at their skin, for example, and I could say, hey, you know, um, like skin tags or cherry on Hey, you know, we treat those. 
And so then from there, you can move them into another room where somebody else could take them and deal with that particular treatment or protocol. Yes. So when you think about how that works in your business, is there, you know, are all the ladies trained to take them through that exercise? Is there some, you know, formal thing that you do as people are coming into your business to teach them how to move somebody from one service and into another, or is it just everybody kind of winging it? No, um, we do have um, a protocol for that. And all of our, um, all of my employees um, will do that. So they know that while well, they have that client there, that there's always something else that a client needs, but they're also trained to never ever um, suggest or try to push a treatment or a service that that client does not truly need. We're never ever to recommend something just to make a dollar. Um, so integrity is a big deal. Absolutely. If it's not something that will benefit that client or they don't truly need it, then we will not recommend it. Or if they, the client themselves suggests it, we'll, we'll um, explain the reason why we don't think that that is appropriate for them. That's great. So there's an educational component here for the client. And ultimately, you take the time up front to have these discussions and, you know, explain the expectations and protocols of your, of your employees. Absolutely. That's great. Well, you know, um, God bless you for doing that. I'm sure everybody appreciates it. Uh, and that's why they keep coming back because they recognize the truthfulness and the integrity uh, as a part that's of it. Our clients, uh, that's the feedback we get from our clients that they, they appreciate that honesty and they said it instills trust and confidence. That's fantastic. Have you, uh, you know, sort of taken it to the next step where you ask your clients if they're happy to maybe go out and post on social media? I know it's something I talk about all the time, right? So, um, you know, I think we did our little digital audit and there's, there's always opportunities for us to, you know, get that social proof and asking a happy customer to post on Google or post on Facebook or, you know, make some social comment about the quality and great experience they've had. That's always something I encourage people to do. Is that something that you're doing as well? That's something that I think that we could do better at. I personally generally don't. Um, I kind of have, it's a two-edged sword for me. And on one edge of the sword, I feel that if I'm asking for that, that um, um, maybe that it won't be, I, I want truthful, honest, heartfelt reviews. Um, but I do believe that that's something that I probably should be doing. I know that some of my employees do that, do ask, because I've been seeing a lot more reviews naming particular employees of mine. So I think that they are definitely asking. Um, what, we, what I do do and am very good at is I hand every single client a referral card. Um, so when they leave, um, they'll, if they refer someone to us for a regularly priced service, they get 10% off that their next service and their, the person they refer to gets 10% off their first service with us. Oh, great. Is that working pretty well? It is. Um, most of our clients now come from referrals. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, so at this point we're at in 2015, you're doing a lot of things really well. You've learned a lot of things. Uh, you now have an, a website and social presence, and you've got a pretty stable clientele, but you've still got ambition. You want to continue to grow and expand. And so you're looking at a, another location at this point, I, I guess, right? Awesome, Diana. Well, you know, this whole referral program that you're explaining to everybody, I hope 
um, everybody is doing something similar or can take some of these, you know, some of this, some of this lesson work and apply it in their business. But, you know, th this is all just sort of building blocks for you too, right? You're, you're really positioning yourself now with the referral program to get to the next place. What is that? So the next place was growing and expanding again. And uh, we decided that it didn't make good business sense to lease another suite in the same building that we were in. It made much better business sense to expand into another city. And so I did. Wow. Which city did you choose? I chose Bonnie Lake. I had been eyeing a um, sweet corner unit in a nice, busy, busy um, little strip complex for about a year and a half. So Bonnie Lake is just a place that you visit, that you like to spend time and otherwise kind of a natural fit with you to just have a business presence there too. Correct. I actually live in Bonnie Lake. I live right down the street from the space that we ultimately um, opened up here. Wow, that's fantastic. So is it how, how far away geographically from the other salon, from the other spa? Um, GPS says 20 minutes. It takes me 12. Okay. That's so, just... Yeah. What's the population of Bonnie Lake? Just, you know, curious. Um, I'm not sure what the population... It has exploded. When I first moved out here... Um, 17 years ago, there was nothing here. Uh, I think we had maybe three stoplights. It was a ghost town pretty much. And um, it has exploded, which is why I had been eyeing this spot here in Bonnie Lake. I knew that I needed to get it now because if I didn't get it now, uh, within a year or two, um, I'd be priced out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get it. Right, right. So just instinctually just being tuned into the market where you live is important. And, you know, to make good, prudent business decisions, you need to to do that. So um, that's, that's awesome. And you're just down the street from where you live. And, and so this town, it sounds like what it may be what in the 50 to $100,000 or 100,000 person arena. Oh, yeah, I think there's more now they've built over, um, I think over 40,000 new homes, um, wow. neighborhoods. Costco came into town. Got it. Okay, so it's a bigger, it's a bigger center. Correct. Um, and actually, it pays to build personal relationships and with your clients, honest and relationships. Because one of my clients is also a part-time, in addition to her other job, she's a part-time property manager. And when I told her I was looking for another space in a different city, she said, "Let me help you." And when I found this um, place here in Bonnie Lake, which is a beautiful eight-room spa. She said, let me negotiate the price for you. She got it negotiated down to half of what the um, property management was asking for. Wow. Okay. Well, good move there. That's awesome. So now, what are we, late 2015, where you opened this location? No, this was in 2017. Oh, 2017. Okay. The end of, 20, the end of, 26, the end of 2016, we opened up um, the Bonnie Lake location. Got it. <clears throat> Got it. Okay. So there was a time where you in 2015, late 2015 decided you were, as you were talking about sort of in a good spot, you didn't want to move too quickly. You wanted to just start planning. And that's where the, the referral business started to really take hold. You expanded to a place where you had a level of comfort that it was busy and going to be self-sustaining over time as you took on the next location. And uh, now you're there and that's 2017. So we're, two years into that next location. Yes. And so that location now is eight rooms and you've got how many people 
working in there? Uh, there are five. Five, okay. That's fantastic. So now, where are you with your revenues at this point? So we are almost at the seven-figure mark right now and super, super excited. I think this year we're going to break that seven-figure ceiling. Wow, a million dollars in two locations with, let's see, five plus, is, how many in the other location, in the first location? How many employees in the first location? Yeah. One, two, three, four, four. So nine plus. But some years. of them work part-time there, some work um, part-time in the other location also. That's awesome. So call it 10 people in two locations servicing, how many clients a year do you think? Um, thousands of the year that's awesome and there's no more group on there is and the reason why we still do group ons is because some of my employees are newer and they don't have a, a they have not built their clientele yet so we're still group haunting for them helping them to build their clientele um, the gals who have been with me for year for four or five years now already have their clientele built they are steadily booked got it um, so the, and our clients are comfortable with that particular, those particular estheticians. So we're still doing Groupons, but for our newer um, estheticians who have just come on board with us recently, once their um, books are built, we're going to turn Groupon off. Yeah, good, good. Well, and you know, Groupon is good for slow times. Right, right. Well, there's other options, right? And so, um, you know, as I have done several of these digital audits across, I don't know, I think about 50 businesses now, there's a, there's a common theme and there's, a, you know, some common opportunities available for, for all of you, and yourself included, Diana, um, when I look at, you know, the website and the social media setup and really connecting everything together to be able to make offers to your perfect ideal customers, right? So that's kind Correct. of the next step. Do you, do you feel like that's a logical thing for you to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Well, you know, the, the digital audit piece, I think, is just a good way to, you know, sort of get a reflection of where you're at today. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to do that. It's a big part of the value proposition that we're trying to build here for everybody. And then, you know, the next step is, is you know, learning how to get there yourself or taking on the help. And so, yeah, I appreciate, uh, you know, you let me do that for you and us continuing to work and talk about it. Absolutely. I appreciate you doing that for me. And I'm so looking forward to working with you on that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, very well, valuable. Very valuable. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, there's more to do there. There's going to be some things dropping quickly with master classes and other, uh, service opportunities. So, um, everybody can keep an eye out for that in the group. Um, but we're here to talk about you and really, I think just, I want to just deliver the inspiration through you to the group, to everybody listening that, you know, it's not only six figures that's possible, and right in front of you if you want it. It's seven figures if you do it the right way, if you plan and you know, uh, ultimately execute well and deliver good you know, results for your clients and build those relationships. I mean, it's all kind of right in front of you. What's your ambition level? Where do you want to be with your business? Absolutely, and it's all about um, ambition. It's all about setting a, having a dream, setting goals, um, making plans and executing those goals, working on those goals every day. Right. Um, one of our goals was to diversify and we have successfully done that with the launch of our own um, branded skincare products. So we're pretty excited about that. That's fantastic. Is that just coming to market now or have you been working at that for a while? 
Um, we've had it out for a few months and we just keep um, slowly but surely expanding our line. So we started out with just a few of our own branded products um, and as they were well accepted, we began adding more to the line. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me, I mean, now that you're coming up on that seven figure mark and you've got a really nice, stable, reliable, predictable way of getting new customers and keeping the old ones, what's next? Um, we are um, in the market for a third location as we wow. speak. I have two property managers out scouting for me now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, by the next time we talk or maybe in the, in the master class, you'll be able to share with everybody uh, where that stands and uh, where, do, where do you think or what's your timeline to, to get there? I think in, within the next year or two, there's no rush. Um, I've, we've been busy. Uh, we also do education. I do have two licensed um, aesthetics instructors. So we also um, hold classes and train and certify other professionals. So we're between that, our, the two locations, our own skincare brand, pretty darn busy at the moment. That's fantastic. Well, you're meeting all your own ambitions and you continue to plan and execute against a great strategy. And uh, well, I'll be excited to work with you to help you get there. Great. Thank you. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, no, this is great, Diana. Well, I, I think that's probably, unless you have something else that you would like to share here, any, any summation remarks for, for the group or for our audience listening here? And, you know, we're going we're gonna to produce this and publish this across our podcast and our YouTube channel and, you know, through the Six Figure Esthetician Group. So uh, I want to get as big or broader reach as possible and just share this story with as many people as we can, because I know there's a lot of ladies out there in their business running around as solo estheticians where they might have that ambition to do exactly what you've done. So um, this is great encouragement for them. Absolutely. I guess I would leave it at um, um, don't be afraid. You've got to step out of your comfort zone or you won't grow. Um, just do it. Right. Yeah. I've always said, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur a long time. I've been around a lot of successful entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and what what is a common theme across all of them is their willingness and ability to get uncomfortable because it, it's gut-wrenching right I mean it's like ugh, you're taking on more responsibility you're taking on financial risk you're taking on emotional risk because what if it doesn't work you have to be willing to you know recognize that some things might not work and to learn from it and then just continue to grow and expand and think about what to what to fix what you can learn from that failure because let's face it nobody learns anything from doing things the right way <laughs> you learn from making mistakes and not and just don't be afraid to make a few mistakes along the way and just recognize it's going to help you make better decisions as you grow absolutely you've got to take you've got to take risks good good well at the end of the day yeah, right? What if it does work? Then what? <laughs> Holy crap. Now I got to go do it again. I know. It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. And there's days where you wake up and you go, why am I doing this? And there's other days you go up. This, this is just so clear to me why I'm doing this, right? Um, so we all have that same shared experience as entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, and again, I think that's a great reason and a value in the group is that there's so many of us or so many of you, you know, in this business that can share stories and support each other. And, um, you know, it takes a village. It does, you know, nobody needs to operate by themselves and it can be, can be very lonely if you don't let yourself be a bit vulnerable and ultimately be a part of a bigger community. So I, I think and feel like that's really a part, big part of my mission is helping facilitate that. 
Right, and I think a big part too is you've, you've got to increase your presence and take that digital marketing class with Eric. <laughs> right on, yes, we're gonna do more of that. There's gonna be a lot of that coming and uh, I'm gonna just dedicate resources to helping everybody get where they wanna go. You know, it's not a race, it's a, it's a marathon and uh, let's just get you there. So I think we're gonna wrap with that, Diana. That's fantastic, we'll do this again. We'll do another check-in when you launch that third location um everybody thanks for for listening we'll uh we'll see you in the group or if you're on the podcast or youtube channel uh thanks just uh comment subscribe like below let us know you were here and uh we'll see you next time all right thanks eric thanks everybody bye 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 hey everybody thanks for listening another episode of dermaglow skincare hq in the books tell us what you think it really matters to us we're building this podcast for you, our customers and listeners, and we want to hear back. So please do write comments and subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, Dermaglow Skincare HQ. We'll do our best to keep the content fresh and meaningful. Our hope is that we can support you in every aspect of your aesthetic skincare business. Everything from providing educational support on the various elements of the devices you use to helping you make informed buying decisions. Ryan and I have been busy the last several months assembling the digital marketing assets needed to support you beyond just equipping you with top performing machines. Because we know firsthand that the digital elements you need to succeed in your business are very, very important. Dermaglow Digital is here and ready to support you now. Join our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and connect with other estheticians, skincare, and microdermabrasion professionals. Book a call or tell us how we can help you in your business. Our team can not only equip you with the best microderm abrasion machine in the world, but also ensure your success with our digital marketing team who will build out everything from your website, online scheduling, sales funnels, chatbot sequences, and all the attraction and engagement tools you need to drive your business today. Tune in again as we uncover little known facts and trends and marketing strategies that will help you continue to stay ahead and grow your business. Our community is growing, and we hope you'll join us and let us join you on your journey to the top. Our Dermaglow Hero program is waiting for you. Click the link below and subscribe to our channel and let us know how we can serve you best.